0: Welcome to Wise, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. Wise is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Hey, friends, and welcome back to Wise. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in today. It is officially the first episode of 2023. I was about to say 2022. (laughs) And I am excited to get back into podcasting, like I talked about in the last episode. And I thought we would start it off with a question that I get a lot, which is what is the difference between restriction and restraint? I feel that I have which is rare nowadays, I feel like I have a view on nutrition that is kind of in the middle. I'm not anti-diet and I'm also not, um, you know, a part of diet culture and restriction. I honestly feel that this perspective is for a lot of people because I feel that it is not an extreme, right? It's balanced. And I'm going to be talking more about that obviously in this episode. And I hear from so many of you every week that tell me like, thank you for saying these things. And thank you for letting me know that like, it's basically okay to do what I need to do to feel the way that I want to feel. There's a lot of shame wrapped up in feeling the way you want to feel, looking the way that you want to feel, that you want to look, even losing weight uh, because of the way that the world is now. And I hope to provide that place that you can come to, to get some real information. And, you know, especially for the type of woman that I work with, which is usually a woman that has, like I call all the time, a sensitive body. One that, you know, an example would be like, oh, you look at cake and you gain five pounds. Essentially one of those people who, you know, you might have to watch what you eat for the rest of your life in the sense of like being mindful. I will do a whole episode on that later. But today, like I said, I wanted to talk about restriction versus restraint. And before we get into that, Intuitive Macros is open for enrollment. So the next round of my signature six-week group coaching nutrition course starts in this Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. We have a great group enrolled already. I am excited for this round. It is round nine because each round improves. There's going to be more of a focus on community. We have a lot of worksheets in here. Uh, We're going to make sure that the content also centers more around and as it has come to, um, you know, we've focused more on the emotional part, the binge eating part, overeating, self regulation, behaviors. Obviously, we talk macros and we talk, you know, structure because you don't have to track. But we also need to address the other things that are really important, like how you regulate yourself, your emotions around food, how you soothe yourself, things like that. Those are the things that are really going to create permanence. So, we're going to be diving deeper into all of those things and I'm excited to share that. So you can head to the show notes to find the link to sign up or you can head to the link in my bio on Instagram. Uh, Obviously what we're going to be talking about today is going to be pertaining to that uh, and kind of what we do in Intuitive Macros a little side note that has nothing to do with food, but I am also, for my people who look to me for some business content, especially if you're a highly sensitive person, I am going to be starting to send a weekly business email to a specific group of people. (laughs) Basically, if you've signed up, uh, you can head to the show notes to get that link. I'm going to start it probably next week or the week after. I'm going to be sending one to two emails a week to just release business content, online business content. If you're an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur, we're we're going to be going over strategy and mindset stuff after I have now run my own online business for five years now. I feel like, again, for this particular person, who's the person that I work with, Perhaps there is a different view of online business that you need if you feel like what is out there doesn't resonate with you, uh, which is really common. It you know there's something for everybody, and sometimes we need to be, you know, we need to kind of match the energy of the person that we're learning from, and um, you know, even with my own mentors in the past, that's what I felt. And if you, you know, resonate with me with my food stuff, and you want to be an entrepreneur. I would really love for you to get those emails. They're completely free. I will likely do some business podcasts, uh, but I know that not everybody in this audience um, is an entrepreneur or wants to be an entrepreneur. So we will obviously have the food stuff, the mindset stuff, the relationship stuff in here too. So I'm going to go ahead and get started and I basically, to start this episode, I wanted to define... What restrict and restrain mean? Restrict means to, and I looked these up, restrict means to confine within bounds, restrain and deprivation. And that's really how we have come to know it in the diet space, right? You have to be restricted to a certain degree in order to lose weight. Restriction though, means that you are doing that to a large degree. So, I'm going to talk about that more in a second. Let's define restraint. Restraint means to limit or keep under control and to moderate. In looking these definitions up, obviously, I have put my own spin on them. If you've heard me talk about them in my emails or through Instagram, in looking at their definitions, they seem to be pretty similar. Seeing that restraint is actually a synonym for restrict. But the way that I see it is that restriction implies limiting your food to an unhealthy degree, meaning that you will likely have compensatory behaviors, you're going to binge, you're going to be miserable, thinking about food all the time, Uh, you're preoccupied all day with what you're going to eat, you're obsessing, you're fantasizing. That is normal to feel that way if you are restricted. Restricted would mean that you are either restricting your overall calories for the day or you're restricting a food group such as carbs, fats, sugar, uh, grains, whatever it is. Restriction on the brain is not benign. I have worked with so many people, and this was me as well, that took them years to get out of Paleo, to get out of whole 30, to get out of, you know, gluten, being gluten and dairy free, you really have to. And this is after coaching, you know, hundreds of women over the years that I do think that everybody is different and everybody has different needs. But I believe for most people, That is, I'd say, probably 95% of people that restriction is, I was going to say toxic. (laughs) It is kind of toxic, but it is not good for you. And it will psychologically mess you up, in a sense, with food. It can cause orthorexia, uh, which is an eating disorder uh, that, you know, where you are preoccupied with eating clean foods. Uh, where you are, you know, you are obsessed with only having certain foods. I definitely had orthorexia at some point. I was obsessed with only eating protein and vegetables and starches, uh, like whole food starches, no grains, no sugar. You, You can imagine how I felt during that time. Restriction really means that you are doing, like I was saying, one of these things. You are taking away food groups or you are really limiting the overall calories, juice cleanses, stuff like that. Those are all restrictive. And again, they are not benign. And this is why I urge you from the beginning, if you are thinking that you need to lose weight or you want to lose weight, or even if you just want to feel better, I urge you to from the beginning include foods that you love every single day. It is so integral f- for you to maintain a positive and a healthy relationship with food and you don't have to be restricted or deprived in order to do that. I even just this one thing is, you know, incredibly important. So I really want that to I really want to drive that home that you don't need to do something extreme or restrictive in order to uh, lose weight. At the same time, uh, a diet like Whole30 or Paleo is not necessarily a fat loss diet. So I remember doing Whole30 and, you know, really eating clean and all of the stuff for the whole month. And I remember getting on the scale because you shouldn't weigh yourself during the, during the actual 30 days. That's like a rule that they have. I remember getting on the scale and gaining weight and I was like, what the fuck? Like I just meal prepped everything. I said no to social things. I, you know, I brought food to restaurants. I remember one time like getting mad at my mom because she cooked onions in butter during my whole 30, like, how dare she? Um, and I don't want to act that way. I, I really, I really do think that it is disordered to do that, and you don't need to do that. Um, so I was shocked because I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I just put in all this work. I thought that, like, the food would metabolize in a different way if I just only ate clean foods that month because I did feel restricted. And every night I would like have berries and coconut butter and peanut butter, or um, not even peanut butter, almond butter, or dates with almond butter, whatever it is. So I still overate. um, And I, I still overate. And I didn't lose weight during that time. And now I know that in order for you to get results or anybody to get results with fat loss, it's important that we maintain control of our overall calorie intake that's really what matters we need to make sure that we are in a deficit and that we are making sure that we are maintaining that deficit in order to create the stimulus needed for fat loss which means that in order to create that stimulus you don't have to restrict the foods that you love the foods that you like the foods that help you feel normal and have a life And you all know that the reason that I talk about like eating ice cream and cookies and, you know, pastries and donuts and things that I share pretty frequently is because I want you to feel normal around those foods. Healthy foods aren't the issue, right? Healthy foods are like, we all know kind of what we need to do. It's the other foods that make us feel nutty (laughs) and insane around food in general when we restrict them. So psychologically, it is very detrimental to even tell yourself that you can't have something. So once we kind of accept what is needed for fat loss, again, fat loss comes from eating less calories than you burn. You maintain your weight when you eat the same amount of calories that you burn or your TDEE. You gain weight when you are in a calorie surplus. So you could have that calorie surplus with with chocolate or broccoli. You Same thing with the deficit. So I'm also not saying that calories are the only thing that matters because there's a lot of other things in there too. But there's no reason for you to eliminate your favorite foods. And even having the structure in terms of like staying at a certain calorie level for your goals will be beneficial to you. Now, when we think of Restriction in general. I am not sure if you have heard of the Minnesota Starvation Experiment. This was something that was conducted in the nineteen forties, and it showed the psychological and physiological or body, um, you know, results and consequences of restriction of heavy restriction. So this experiment started with healthy men people wanted to see what would happen if these men were put on a restrictive diet to lose 25% of their body weight. They followed these men for about a year. They were kind of confined to this lab. They observed them for a year. The experiment went as followed. Three months eating 3200 calories per day, followed by six months, which should be maintenance for men, uh, followed by six months of 1570 calories, so 1,570 calories, only between breakfast and lunch. Then three months of 2,000 to 3,200 calories, and eight weeks of unrestricted eating. So that was the whole year. Not everybody survived. Well, they did survive, but not everybody made it to the end of the experiment because they quit. So I think four men quit. Out of the entire group, they ate regular foods uh, like potatoes, root veggies, breads, and pasta. And their activity through the week was work fifteen hours in the lab, walk twenty-two miles per week, and educational activities twenty-five hours a week. So they weren't like expending a lot of energy either. Twenty-two miles a week is like a little over three miles a day. So nothing like strenuous was happening. So during the restrictive period. Uh, And also, again, these were men, which not to discount men not having body image or food issues because they do, but men are usually not as affected or emotional about food as women are. And that's just a fact, right? Again, not saying that men don't have body image issues. I know some of them, Um, men have eating disorders and all of that, but that is also important to note the, you know that in the results of the experiment. So the physiological and psychological findings of this experiment was that after the restrictive period, which this means that they were having their calories cut in half, they had a gaunt appearance, meaning like they looked uh, really, really skinny, uh, lowered strength and stamina, lowered body temperature, lowered heart rate, lowered sex drive, psychologically, so that was, those were kind of like the body results along with fatigue, irritability, depression, and apathy. Their um, mental ability was also down. And then psychologically, they were obsessed with food. They would dream and fantasize about food. They would read and talk about food and they would savor the two meals that they had per day intensely. So this just goes to show you that If you have ever felt these kinds of behaviors at times when it comes to a diet that you've done, meaning like thinking about food all day long, fantasizing about the thing that you've restricted, that you've told yourself that you can't eat, binging, uh, wanting to or quitting a diet because like you literally couldn't take it anymore. I think of this like a damn the water builds up, right? The water builds up and builds up and builds up and it's going to break eventually. So that's what happened to these men that they essentially broke. Um, Same with us, right? When we have done a diet, we kind of like have that tight feeling of white knuckling until one day inevitably it breaks. And you know, I always say it's a law of the universe that the degree to which you restrict is the degree to which you will Binge later. So restriction is never benign. It's always going to come to bite you in the butt. And again, it's tempting because restriction does give you like really uh, fast results. But you're probably not going to keep them, and you you're definitely not going to keep them. And you're also going to be preoccupied with food to a level that's going to be detrimental to your life. So this is my way of saying that there is. nothing wrong with you if you have had these symptoms and behaviors from a diet or even if you're doing something uh, right now. You know, there is no reason for us to restrict this much. Um, Even though, again, it's tempting. Psychologically, our brain wants the black and white. They want all of this. The only thing that I would say is like sometimes people like to do like a fat loss sprint. Let's say they do four weeks of Lowered calories. Um, Personally, I would never put a client under like I don't know sixteen hundred calories, seventeen hundred calories. Even that is is low. Um, You know, if you want to do a little sprint to kind of give you the buy-in of feeling like okay, I'm getting results, things are moving. I would only allow that if you are in a healthy place psychologically and you can kind of withstand. That feeling. Uh, And again, I know that like other coaches do that even in two weeks or something like that. But that is like, I think with all of the clients I've ever had, I think I've only done that one time. (laughs) And if she's listening, she knows who she is. Uh, And it was because she had something coming up. She wanted to look good for it. And we monitored her every day and she was fine. Even in that case, it was never to the point that like, you're having these other, this other side of you that's undesirable come out. The way that you feel is normal. This is exactly how you're supposed to feel when you're restricted, psychologically and physiologically. So I just really want to normalize this because when I felt, when I couldn't do a diet, I made it about me. Like, oh, I'm not disciplined enough. I, you know, need more willpower and I need more discipline and white knuckling and all of these things, when in actuality, again, my body was just kind of doing what it needed to do and informing me that it needed food. So, I now let's move on to so, if I haven't made it clear that restriction, uh, you know, causes the effects, causes binging, let's talk a little bit about restraint, which, again, in defining it from the beginning, restraining means limiting to a certain degree, to a lesser degree, that will still make you feel okay, but will still provide you results. So if I have a fat loss client and I am creating a deficit, we do talk about restraint. And restraint is even something that I practice being somebody who has now maintained their weight forever. Now, I really want to be really careful here because you really have to know yourself and know kind of how you are and how your body is genetically. If you are somebody who has a really, really fast metabolism and it's like so hard to gain weight, then you probably won't have to restrain. You could probably just like eat freely, not think about it that much. Your weight kind of evens out. There is also um, kind of some talk in the intuitive eating and anti-diet worlds Where, you know, people say like, oh, if you give yourself unconditional permission to eat, your intake will just kind of even itself out and eventually you will get to your goals. That's very wishy-washy. You're not going to be guaranteed to get results in this way. And I don't think everybody is like that. I don't think that everybody has, especially the people that I work with and me as well, I don't think everybody has the natural mechanisms where like, oh, it's just so easy. Uh, I'm talking at the beginning, right? At the beginning of this process of like you trying to lose fat, even in maintenance. If you are practicing these things for the first time, it's going to take attention. It gets easier. But I think it is wrong to say. And if you listen to my episode with Jessica Flan- Flanagan a couple episodes back, you will see that not everybody has the proprioceptive ability to be able to tell when am I hungry, when am I full. Not everybody can do that. So we have to, again, really know ourselves and be honest with ourselves around like what intake is going to provide me the results that I need. And whenever I talk about weight, again, I always try to be careful and really because this can be misconstrued in a lot of ways, especially if this is, you don't know me, this is the first time you're listening to this podcast. When I talk about weight, I want everybody to be at the weight that makes them feel good. For me, and it has nothing to do with fat phobia or not accepting larger bodies, nothing like that. It has to do with me And many people that I know and talk to and work with this certain group of people who feel affected in their day-to-day life if they're not at a certain weight. I know that if I'm not taking care of myself and I'm being mindless and I begin to just kind of like eat whatever and I gain weight, I know that something is up with me like psychologically or emotionally and that doesn't really ever happen anymore. Um, Through the pandemic kind of had some moments where like I was definitely soothing a little bit with food, but it wasn't to the degree that it like, you know, you know, caused this like huge weight gain or anything like that. Um, but in general, when I talk about weight, I'm talking about maintaining the way that we feel if you feel affected by your weight. And sometimes when we quote-unquote let ourselves go and we kind of just like start, you know, not, you know, letting ourselves off the hook a little bit here, a little bit there, it, it kind of is like we're not taking care of ourselves and that manifests. So my whole reason for saying this is that I want people to use other things in place of food to soothe themselves unless you're doing it with knowledge and awareness and it's like, you know, you're fully aware that you're doing it because I still do that too. I just make sure that like it's within, you know, the limits of my day or whatever it is like checks and balances and all of that. Um, But I want us to, you know, be able to recognize that emotional eating and soothing past the point of hunger doesn't actually fix our problems. Two things can be true at the same time. Life can be really hard. Emotions can be hard. Food trauma can be hard. Weight trauma can be hard. Many clients that have trauma around this, me too. And food doesn't fix it. Food doesn't help you feel better emotionally in the long run. It does for a bit, for sure. It's delicious and It tastes great, you know, and it does give us that dopamine hit, which dopamine is the neurotransmitter in our brains of pursuit. It's not actually of liking. So it's like we get the dopamine in our brains from seeking the food and pursuing the food and thinking about the food. And that is false pleasure, right? Real pleasure from food comes from like when you're actually present in the moment. So, Accepting all of these things and really getting to that place of okay, calories do matter. And in order for me to feel the way that I want to feel, we all do need to kind of eat at a certain calorie intake. Yes, it ebbs and flows; it goes up and down. We do not have the same needs every single day. It is going to be different, especially around our cycles. So there's no like strictness around or rigidity around this. Um, rigidity is also another word I would use for restriction. Um, restraint just means that in our modern world. So again, restraint means like. Overall, limiting overall calories. And we're saying here cognitive restraint, meaning of like thinking of these things, thinking of the limits, being mindful of the limits of food. That in our current food system, if we just like let ourselves run wild, oftentimes our natural selves want more food than we likely need. And this is again just kind of thinking of the foods that are available in our food system, servings that were, you know, served at restaurants or other people's houses or things like that. Portion sizes matter and many people say like, oh, it's diet culture and like you are being problematic if you're doing that. It's also the truth. So I want you to think of like where have I perhaps heard that things are quote unquote harmful when in fact it's just the truth about food if you have the type of body and genetics and predisposition to be a certain weight that I have, you know, because even when I'm at my weight now, like this is my natural weight. It doesn't really take effort. I didn't have to like restrict in order to be here. This is my like healthy weight. And the way that you know that is like, do you have a period? Do you feel satisfied every day? Uh, And do you kind of, can you just like kind of live your life without like being overly preoccupied? Now, if you are in a deficit and actively trying to lose weight, then that you know, you might have to pay a little bit more attention and be a little bit more mindful, but there's degrees to that. Once we get to maintenance mode, you don't have to do that as much. But I want to normalize that for many of us, we might need to be this mindful forever, because again, that natural self probably wants more food than we need. For example, if we just think of foods in general, there are foods that are hard to overeat, like chicken and uh, broccoli apples blueberries raspberries kale i never really want to overeat those foods right like uh, i'm not interested i'm kind of good also because like those foods actually signal to your hunger and your fullness hormones leptin and ghrelin that like you're not hungry anymore and you're now full you're getting that hormonal signal to your brain that says you're full now you're getting the satiety mechanisms protein and fiber uh, shut off ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone, and turn on leptin, which is the fullness hormone or the ones that signal to your brain that like you're good. Other foods uh, like salted nuts, peanut butter, chips, cookies, uh, things like bark thins, uh, candied nuts like pralines, ice cream, these things are going to, once we start adding sugar, salt, fat, texture, temperature, Uh, all of these things are going to be harder to regulate our decision-making around food. So we're not going to get the same sort of satiety mechanisms from these foods as we would the other ones, like the whole foods, the protein and the fiber. Now, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have these foods. We just have to learn to eat the portion that is okay for us and that is uh would still lead us to feel the way that we want to feel and that is where I am talking about restraint the fact that like when I make my yogurt bowl in the morning and I like if I didn't like you want to feel depressed like go measure out a tablespoon of peanut butter it's not that much (laughs) same thing with butter like it's like well like it's really not that much and it's so delicious um And that's just like, again, the truth about food, which we can either resent and be upset about, which like we're going to be upset for a lifetime, or we can accept that and then do what we need to do and accept the portion that is appropriate for us and then enjoy the shit out of it as you're eating it. But as I make my yogurt bowl in the morning, I would add probably triple the amount of peanut butter. Sometimes I do like a chocolate cashew spread from Artisana brand. Um, I would add tablespoons of honey to it. Uh, I would also probably have like a bagel on the side with a lot of butter. I'd probably get full around this time, Um, you know, but I am restraining my wants in that moment of knowing like, okay, you want three tablespoons, it's appropriate for you to have one. Uh, When you go to restaurants, for example, you get served like giant portions of things. Therefore, if I go to a restaurant and I'm being served a starch, I need like one cup, maybe a cup and a half of the four cups or three cups of rice that I am being served. Same thing with like salad dressing. Salad dressing is very calorically dense. I don't need a half a cup of salad dressing, Um, you know, and, and that is where we are restraining these foods that are very easy to overconsume in order to reach our goals, these are going to be predominantly fat sources, right? Like I love cheese. I could have ounces and ounces and ounces of cheese. I could have a whole avocado at my lunch and I am going to choose not to because it doesn't make me feel the way that I want to feel. So these are the things that we want to start thinking about when it comes to restriction, which we have, you know, very much (laughs) nailed to the fact that it is not good and it will not get you what you want. While restraint means that you can still have the foods that you love, you can enjoy your life, you can go to a restaurant, you can celebrate, you can do all the things that you want to do in your life while still feeling the way that you want to feel. It is possible. That is the number one uh, sort of concern that I have sometimes or that when people come to me, They're like, I'm afraid that like, sometimes people come to the meetings like nervous, like, oh my gosh, like what, what's going to happen? Like, you know, if like, let's say they're new to me, like somebody recommended them, they sign up and then they're like, I'm thinking of a client recently who for her breakfast, we, she loved Eggo waffles. She's having two Eggo waffles at breakfast every day with butter and syrup. And she was like, holy shit, really? And I was like, yes, because we are managing our overall intake. I also find that for me, when I am limited, I enjoy things more. So if I just like have no boundaries with food, it's like, oh, all day I'm going to be like thinking like, oh, I can just go get chips. I can just go eat as much as I want of them. I can just, if I'm like kind of hungry, I can go have like banana with like a ton of peanut butter and like three dates, like that isn't going to make me feel the way that I want to feel in my body. So when we have sort of a budget of foods, knowing the portions that we can have, we can serve ourselves and then be like, okay, this is my, this is what I'm eating today for my particular goals. Obviously that's going to change with everybody. Um, I can have that. And then this is my serving and I'm going to enjoy it so much. Yes, we might have a little moment at the end, which I still get probably daily of like, well, my meal's done now, but we're going to be able to enjoy and still reach our goals. So I hope this episode made things a little bit clearer. Let me know if there are any other questions. I'm happy to uh, discuss them, um, but I want to be able to talk a little bit more about these topics because I want to show you. I also wanted to say before we before we wrap up really quick that I want you to be very mindful of the content that you consume because if you're consuming anti diet content that like isn't making you feel good, we often are looking for content. That confirms our beliefs and that kind of confirms where we currently are versus looking at content that can help us change. And this, maybe some of the things that I said today were a little bit uncomfortable. Like, oh shit, like I do have to portion things out. Like that feels a little scary. That sometimes can cause like, oh, a little bit of like that tight feeling. But once we move into acceptance that we have a limit of foods for our particular goals, again, Never extreme, just means mindful. That means that we can create peace. And that means that we can go do other things in our life that are meaningful and beautiful and, you know, what we are actually meant to do. And it's not worrying about food. Anyway, I am so grateful to be back. And I am so grateful that you are here. If you are still listening, stay tuned for. Uh, all of the other episodes that I'm going to be releasing, but I appreciate you and sending you lots of love as always. Thank you so much for listening to WISE. If you want to get in touch with me, or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, Please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five star rating.